Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. What's going on, fine citizens? Welcome into the Manic Monday edition. How about the March Madness Manic Monday edition? On the Detroit CityCast, there is so much to get to. Over the next couple of days, I'm going to break down two regions a day for you. Give you plays on every single game. Some games, of course, will be, you know, big plays for me. Other games will just be selections. And I'll let you know, of course, as we go along, which one is which. But the bottom line is, as I've been saying for two weeks now, maybe a little longer, that there was no chance the Wolverines were not getting in. Of course, we knew Michigan State was in. I told you I thought the Big Ten was going to get nine teams in. It happened. You look at the net rankings. You look at the quad one wins. You look at the strength of schedule. You look at the uh, different resumes of the Big Ten teams, whether it's a Rutgers or a Michigan or an Indiana. It was deserved. It was going to happen when it came to the Wolverines. I was very confident. I had so many people on social media or personal friends texting me over the last several days saying, Leach, is Michigan in? I'm like, listen, they are in. And I felt in without having to play in the first four, getting a bye. So, uh, you know, felt very confident about that, and I ended up being right. And now the question is, can Michigan make a run? Can Michigan State make a run? You know, their second-round game when it comes to the Spartans, which we'll be talking about uh, much more on Tuesday. Uh, Potential second-round game, of course, to get by Davidson, which is a very tough matchup. Uh, for the Spartans in the first round would be against Tom Izzo, a rematch of that 2019 Elite Eight game that, of course, Michigan State won, and Coach K's final year dripping, just dripping with serendipity 
and all these different, you know, just storylines. So that's that's one thing. And then how about this? How about Michigan? If they find a way to beat Colorado State and beat Tennessee or Longwood, I think it's going to be Tennessee, they could potentially play either the Buckeyes, which would just be a great rivalry game, but more likely Villanova, who, of course, they lost to in the championship game the last time they were in the national championship game. So you've got stuff everywhere, as we always do. There's going to be the amazing upsets. There's going to be the Cinderella's. There's going to be the shocking losses by top seeds. This is why this is such a great time of the year. Easily one of my favorite. And on top of that, we are back to a regular NCAA tournament with eight first-round sites, the pods, full fans and bands. I mean, I was so lucky and grateful last year to be able to go see Michigan play LSU and UCLA. Obviously, the UCLA game did go well for Wolverine fans. But to be able to go to Indy, because I live relatively close, four hours or so away here in, in Metro Detroit, and enjoy that during this pandemic we've had for the last couple of years. And it was such a cathartic feeling for me to get out there and, and just watch a game, a couple of games as a fan uh, with all the different restrictions going on. But now it's back to what we are used to at this great, amazing time of the year for the next few weeks. It just doesn't get any better. Uh, let's take a trip immediately to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers, and they've got so much stuff going on for you during the tournament, the, the daily 20% profit boost during the NCAA tournament. There's going to be a lot of other boosts going on and, and different promos and specials. Uh, it's just going to be an awesome time to be able to bet at Bet Rivers as um, the NCAA tournament gets going. And don't forget, you got the, the NIT and, and CBI, you got other tournaments going on as well. So a lot of college basketball, of course, happening. Uh, over the next sec- several weeks and a lot of great ways to make wagers and win money and increase your profit margin at Bet Rivers. And I'll continue to lay those out for you as we go forward. But of course, the big games coming up this week and it starts, we know what the times are now. We know what the spreads are now. Uh, we know what the networks are now. Michigan will be the first of the two teams to get it going. And it's going to be the first game on Thursday. I thought, I really thought that Michigan and Colorado State, and they don't necessarily make games based on, you know, if one of the schools is from the Pacific time zone. Sometimes they'll do that. But a lot of it's just about the way that CBS, who's in charge of it all, and obviously it's on True TV and, and TNT and the other networks as well, um, they just figure out where certain games they think can do the best and try to make it as you know, fair as they can for, you know, I mean, obviously they want the ratings more than anything, but they do try to make it fair in certain situations. So it's interesting to me that Michigan is playing that first game to start everything off. But I'm I'm excited about it. I'll be in in Vegas just in time for that. I land a couple hours before that game. So I'll be watching that game for the sports book, probably at the Mirage or Mandalay Bay or Wynn and getting ready for hopefully a big Michigan win. But Michigan open around a one, one and a half point favorite. It's up to two now. At Bet Rivers, minus 109 for the Wolverines against Colorado State. Uh, Colorado State plus 2, minus 110. And it's it's fascinating, too, because before the spreads came out, and they're doing such a good job at Bet Rivers and just around the, the, the country these days of getting spreads out right away. A lot of times we used to have to wait 
to get the spreads, you know, 9, 10 o'clock sometimes. Obviously, offshore has been a different story in the past where, you know, spreads can come out quickly. But, you know, to be able to get these lines out, especially in a place like Bet Rivers, and get them out so quick is awesome to see. You can already start watching the movement. And I'm going to obviously have the betting splits for you, uh, you know, as we go through the NCAA tournament, which is a great way to kind of look at public perception and sharp action. And and if, if there's discrepancies between a ton of money or, or tickets on one side, yet the spread's going the other way. So we'll get into all that stuff as well. But I thought that this game would be around a pick em. Michigan may be a small favorite, even being the 11th seed. Michigan's an 11th seed compared to Colorado State's sixth seed. And I also thought, we'll get to Michigan State here in a second, I thought the Spartans could end up being, when the game closes, an underdog that maybe Michigan State would open as a one, one and a half point favorite, two point favorite against Davidson. And then as we got closer to game time and people started hammering the line, whether it was the Sharps or the public, based on what Davidson has been able to do, you know, throughout the season. And obviously they lost a heartbreaker in the A-10 to Richmond, who almost was a bit, was a bit thief uh, for, for a team like Dayton and Texas A&M. But Davidson's a great team. Bobby Callick's been there forever. Of course, it's where Steph Curry played. And that's a very tough matchup for Michigan State. So uh, I was right around the, the number when it came to that Michigan spread. And we're seeing, I, I've seen it go as high as, as three in some places. But right now at Bet Rivers, it's minus two. I'll be very interested to see some of the info on the on the batting patterns and, and kind of ticket numbers and money numbers and we'll see how that goes over the next few days for that first game on Thursday on CBS by the way is the network um, that Michigan will play on uh, to start that game I mean to have games now remember back in the day you used to have to buy those packages or go to a sports bar now you got the four networks CBS True TV TNT and TBS Michigan will start uh, you know on Thursday with the first game in that uh, you know early window, Michigan and Colorado State at twelve fifteen, uh, and then you got another game at twelve forty, one forty five and two, Eastern time. Now Michigan State, when you look at the Spartans, they will play, and I thought Michigan State might play in the afternoon on Friday, and I was wrong about that. They will play at nine forty, nine forty in the evening. The Spartans, by the way, I, I forgot to mention, Michigan will be playing in Indianapolis, so the committee doing a ton of favors, now putting them in the region of death in the east, which we'll get to, of course, uh, but putting them in the south. Uh, and and you look at, when you look at Michigan, that region, of course, feeds through Arizona, who I think has a great chance to win the national title. But, you know, they're going to be playing in Indianapolis, which is relatively, of course, as I mentioned, close to uh, Ann Arbor, obviously, and close to Metro Detroit. So a lot of fans will probably be traveling there like I did last year. The Spartans go to Greenville, South Carolina, which isn't like the other side of the country, but that's a pretty, that's a 10 plus hour drive uh, and not easy to get to for Spartan fans. And they're obviously the, the higher seed in that game. That'll be a 9.40 p.m. game on CBS, so both Michigan and Michigan State on CBS. And right now, when you look at Michigan State, and the, the spread against Davidson, it is down to Michigan State minus one and a half. I had seen some twos out there when it first opened. Uh, you know, you're seeing it move the other way to Davidson. As I said, when I, you know, predicted that I thought Michigan would be a small favorite, uh, and worse to pick them, that Michigan State in the end might be an underdog to Davidson. That is kind of where we're th- a little bit trending right now. Long way to go, but right now Michigan State at Bent Rivers, minus one and a half, minus 110. Davidson, plus one and a half. Minus 109 is your spread there. Uh, getting back to the Wolverines, by the way, they are minus 130 on the money line, which is actually not a bad value. 
uh, because the spread I told you I've seen it in three, is three up to three in some places, and that could end up going to one fifth year or higher based on you know how much money has been on Michigan. Colorado State is plus one ten. The total is one thirty nine and a half over minus one thirteen right now. Bet Rivers under minus one oh seven, and then Michigan State uh, when it comes to their money line and total. Right now, Michigan State minus 124, Davidson plus 104, and Michigan State and Davidson with 140.5, uh, 140 and a hook for the total uh, over minus 109. A little play on the under early in this one, 140 and a half. I've seen some, I saw some 141s, 141 and a half, so it looks like the, the under is taking a little bit of a play right now in that game. So those are your spreads. Now I want to get to the futures here. And before we get into where Michigan and Michigan State are to win the tournament. I've given you a bet on this show for a while. I had my man Troy Bacher on, the senior content and strategy manager for Bet Rivers last week. We talked about this as well, that even though a lot of it is dead money from earlier in the season, before Michigan kind of, you know, crapped the bat and was one of the more uh, disappointing teams in the country, uh, other than, you know, towards the end of the season, they started getting nice wins against teams like Purdue and Rutgers, of course, Ohio State on the road, Michigan State, but they, you know, a 17 and 14 team is not what a preseason top five team is supposed to do. So a lot of that money came early. But I said that even though it came early, the fact they were still the third most bet on team, money wise, to get to the final four at Bet Rivers at 30 to 1, it rang bells in my head. Is there a great chance or even a good chance of it happening? Maybe not. But Michigan still with three go to guys, whether it's Houston or. You know, obviously Hunter Dickinson and Devontae Jones. Then I'm not even talking about Diabate. They've got the kind of talent that could go on a run. And I said, if you're going to make that bet, you got to make that bet before the bracket is released. Because yes, Michigan could have gotten a very hard road to get there. But either way, if they got in, that line was going to move. And it was 30 to one, 32 to one for the last several weeks. I think I bet it about two weeks ago. Well, guess where it's at right now at Bet Rivers. At Bet Rivers for Michigan to make the Final Four, and this changed obviously right when the bracket came out. They are now sixteen to one, and I'll count out. Uh, looks like they're the thirteenth team uh, as far as odds go. They're tied with Arkansas and UConn. Sixteen to one from thirty to one. Odds almost cut in half. And just for comparison, Michigan's an eleven seed. Michigan State's a seven seed. Michigan State's odds to get to the Final Four. 50 to 1 right now at Bet Rivers. I actually saw that at 48 to 1 a little earlier before we, we did the show. And now it's up to 50 to 1. 50 to 1 to get to the. They're a higher seed, four seeds higher than Michigan. Yet Michigan is 16 to 1. That's the whole point I was trying to make that as long as Michigan got in, it won't be easy. It's not easy for anybody, not easy for a one seed. But the Wolverines, if they get hot, and obviously it was tough to see them blow that lead against Indiana, they will have a chance with their talent level and Juwan Howard and Martelli and the way this team could come together. Think John Beeline's team that almost had that plane incident and had to wear the practice jerseys, I believe, was against Minnesota or Illinois at the start of the Big Ten tournament. They go on that run. This Michigan team, in a different way, could do something similar based on their talent level. I'm not saying it's likely. I don't feel great about it, but for me to lay 100 bucks at 30 to 1 to win 3,000, and all they got to do is get to the Final Four, 
I feel good about what I did because now those odds are down to 16 to 1. And they're still not terrible. I mean, obviously, it's not even close to the value that I got, but it's not terrible at 16 to 1. But what I would do is I would pick four teams, and they don't necessarily be from all, all four different regions, but I would pick four teams based on, you know, who you like. And, and we'll talk about some of these teams uh, on the show over the next couple of days as well, of course. But I would pick four teams and, you know, maybe one or two of the top 10 teams and then a couple teams that are in the, you know, 12 to 16 to 20 to 40 to 1 range. And that gives you four cracks and a team getting to the Final Four. If you do that with a unit play, you got a real chance to make some good profit, especially if one of the teams that has the higher odds uh, gets in there as well. So that's where we're at as far as odds to make the Final Four. As far as to win the national title, nothing has really changed that much at the top when the bracket came out at Bet Rivers, Gonzaga is two and a half to one. Arizona six to one. Arizona, I have not made my official selection yet. I will have that ready for Tuesday. I'm gonna actually post my official bracket, like I always do on my Twitter at DanLeach971. I've had a lot of success in recent years of at least getting three of the four Final Four teams and getting the national champion. I did have Gonzaga winning last year, so I was wrong about that. But I will say this: Arizona is what I'm kind of going at right now. I haven't officially made this selection yet, but I think Zona is going to be my official team because I, I do multiple brackets, like I'm sure many of you do. But I only do one official bracket, and that's the one I, I read off of or you know refer to when I'm talking about what I've done in the tournament and and that kind of stuff. And, and obviously that has nothing to do with the betting aspect of taking teams with the points spread or the money line uh, throughout the tournament. But I think Arizona is where I'm going. They're just such a well oiled machine can score in bunches. Yeah, they had that bad loss to Colorado uh, a couple weeks ago now, but Arizona. I think has a great chance to win it all. Gonzaga, I don't see much value there, plus 250. But the, the Zags will be the other team, of course. And I think Arizona is kind of where I'm going. Kentucky, 6-1. to one. Kansas, 7-1. to one. Baylor and Duke, both 14-1. to one. I was much higher on Duke about a week ago until that North Carolina loss. They still got a chance, but I'm not really uh, making any plays on Duke right now. Then you got Auburn, 17-1. The first Big Ten team is Purdue at 18-1. Then you got Nova at 20-1. Tennessee and, te- uh, I was going to say Tennessee Tech. Uh, Tennessee Tech. Tennessee and Texas Tech, both at 25-1 along with UCLA. And then you've got Houston and Iowa, another Big Ten team, at 33-1. Illinois, 40-1. But here comes... Michigan State, they are 100 to 1 to win it all. Michigan is 150 to 1. And that's, you might say, okay, Leach, why would Michigan have much better odds or lower odds to make the final four than Michigan State, but yet Michigan State has better odds to win the national title than Michigan? A lot of that is about this that while Michigan State might not be a very trustworthy team right now, They're the kind of team under Tom Izzo that has proven they can go to Final Fours and that if they get to the Final Four, would have a real chance of doing something based on the way they're playing to get there. Not that Michigan isn't in the same stead, but Michigan has to go through Arizona. And Arizona, like I said, is probably going to be my national championship pick. Not that Michigan State would have to go through a team like Gonzaga, but if they got to the Final Four, Gonzaga would be there. Because they'd have to beat them. So... It's that's kind of where the odds can be in a discrepancy. And while Michigan has the lower odds to make the final four, Michigan State has the lower odds to win it all because of that exact scenario right there. While Arizona, a very tough matchup for Michigan to get to the final four, but if they got there, Michigan State would have beaten Gonzaga, who's the overall number one seed, 
and obviously Michigan would beat Arizona, but you just that's that's why you see a little discrepancy in the final four odds as opposed to the national championship odds and Izzo's track record as well. Juwan Howard's got to you know a, a three pointer away from the final four, but he's not John Beeline. He's not someone that's been in Michigan for a long time. So there's a lot of factors that go into that, and plus where the money's going to come from as well. If Michigan starts getting bet on a lot, uh, which they are, they're a very public team. And the biggest alumni in the world, that is where that, that line could go down. Maybe it'll be the same as Michigan State, both at 101. But that's where we're at. At Bet Rivers, as we speak, and we'll, of course, to, you know keep you abreast of all the different offerings that Bet River has. We're going to go through all the different games uh, over the next couple of days. I'm going to break down two regions a, a day. Today, we're going to do the South region which, of course, of course, includes Michigan and the Midwest region and give you all the spreads and my picks, whether it's a lean or an official pick or a strong lean for the first-round games. Then we'll do the West and the East coming up on the terrific Tuesday edition of the Detroit CityCast. Then, of course, I'm out to Vegas on Thursday. We'll give you some live shows out from Vegas as well. And that is a trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Coming up next, we will start with the South region, the region that entails the Michigan Wolverines as an 11 seed playing in Indy. And we'll do the Midwest region as well. And of course, we can't forget about the first four. We'll start with that. Those are the games that will feed into each of the bracket regions. Uh, you do have a, a Big Ten team, two Big Ten teams in the first four. So we'll do that coming up next as well right here on the Manic Monday edition as we're just hours away from the start of March Madness right here on the Detroit City Cast, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook. At BetRivers.com. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. All right, let's get it going here. We're going to start with the first four games uh, starting on Tuesday and then, of course, on Wednesday from Dayton. And we got two 16 seeds going at it in the first matchup. That'll be Texas A&M uh, CC against Texas Southern right now. Bet Rivers, Texas Southern minus 3.5, minus 112. A&M plus 3.5, minus 108. Moneyline, Texas Southern minus 167. Uh, A&M plus 140, the All-Texas battle. The total 135 over minus 112, under minus 109. Now, what I'm going to do throughout the tournament is tell you this. I'm going to make a pick on every game, much like I did in bowl season. went well, went 26-12 and 12 against the spread. But I'm going to tell you if it's just a, a selection, if it's a lean, or if it's a strong play by me. Uh, and when I say strong play, that means I'm betting it. Leans, I'll bet a lot myself, so I'll, and I'll let you know that as well. Uh, but if it's just a selection, which some of these games will be, because as I've tried to tell you, I w- will never just bet to bet. And I know that some of you out there enjoy doing that. There's nothing wrong with that unless you're spending a lot of money, blowing a lot of money on just betting every game. It's not a good strategy. For me, it's picking your spots and taking you know the right amount of games to give you the maximum ability to profit. Uh, you know, occasionally parlaying some games, occasionally, you know, taking totals. So that's the way we'll do this throughout this, uh, you know, run through March Madness. In this game, I, I'll be honest, I don't know a ton about either of these teams. Uh, I know that they, I, I know that Texas uh, 
Southern can score. And the total is not that crazy high, mainly because AM CC is a lower scoring team. Uh, I just, the selection of this game to me is these 16 seed games so many times are super close. So I'm going to lean on the air, you know, the side of caution, and I'm going to take Texas AM CC plus three and a half uh, and, and just feel like this game is going to be a much closer game. Uh, you know, like we've seen a lot of these 16 seeds be in recent years. So that's the first game uh, in the first four. Now we've got a fascinating matchup between an Indiana team that was one of the last in, minus four, minus one and 12 right now, over Wyoming, who is a, a team that to me can really, I mean, if they could beat Indiana, the way that they have played throughout this season, I think Wyoming could be one of those first four teams that you've seen go on runs. I mean, I'm not talking about the Elite Eight or the Final Four and getting by Indiana after how Indiana beat Michigan and, you know, did was was able to just have this crazy run through the NCAA basketball tournament or the, the Big Ten uh, basketball tournament. And, and really, when you look at Indiana, it's this really interesting team with a lot of different contrasted styles. And, of course, they've got Jackson Davis, the leader in points and the leader in field goal percentage. And you saw what they were able to do, uh, the Hoosiers, in that run through the Big Ten tournament. You know, of course, beating Michigan down 17, beating the number one seed Illinois, and then barely losing to Iowa on a last-second baked-in three-point shot. They, they could make a run themselves. But when you look at Wyoming, getting four points, 25-8, and eight, had an incredible solid, incredibly solid year in the Mountain West. Have a great player named uh, Ike, a uh, Graham Ike, who averages almost 20 points a game. They went on a, a nice little run in the kind of beginning to middle part of the conference schedule. You know, beat a, uh, some good teams, whether it was Fresno on the road. They beat Boise State, Boise State by 13. Beat Colorado State, of course, plays Michigan uh, by six. Uh, they, you know, they, they lost a close one to Colorado State later in the season on the road. But this is a this is a Wyoming team that can get after it and can play really good defense and score in the 70s and 80s. So this is a, a lean for me. It's not a strong play, but I definitely like Wyoming getting the four points. Money line, by the way, for Indiana is minus 186. Wyoming is plus 155. And the total, 131 and a half uh, over minus 110, under minus 109. So I like Wyoming to keep that one close. Indiana might win another close one. Wyoming, I like them to cover the four. Uh, and that's the second game in the first four on Tuesday from Dayton. And I believe here are the times for you. I just wanted to double check the time. 640 is the AMCC Texas Southern game. And then the 910 game, well, it's, you know, approximations would be Indiana and Wyoming. Uh, and they're both on true TV. So that should be a lot of fun to open up the tournament on Tuesday. Wednesday. We start with two 16 seeds again. It'll be Bryant, 22-9, and nine, against the champions of the Horizon League, which I know a thing or two about. I've been the voice of the Detroit Titans for a long time and was having some fun. I won't name the coach, but a good friends with one of the coaches for that league. And his team did not make it, of course. But he said, if we did, we might be a 13 seed or, you know, worst of 14. I said, listen, whoever's coming out of the Horizon, with all due respect, is probably a 16. Maybe. If they get lucky, a 15 seed. And Wright State, of course, you know, even 21 and 13, a 16 seed. It's, it's tough because I love the Horizon League. There was such history there with Butler and Valparaiso, and obviously those teams have left now. Uh, and 
you, you look at, you know, teams like Detroit, you know, the Detroit Titans that have a great history of being coached by Dick Vitale and then later on by Ray McCallum and, you know, going to the tournament and having upsets earlier on, um, you know, back in the day under uh, the former Michigan coach Perry Watson. And it's just one of these things where the level of play, unfortunately, with teams leaving has kind of gone down a bunch. And now Wright State, the champion, uh, won the tournament. They are a 16 seed along with Bryant. And you look at this uh, spread at, at Bet Rivers right now. You got Wright State, minus 2, minus 110. Bryant, uh, plus 2, minus 109. Moneyline Wright State minus 132, Bryant plus 112, and the total 152 over minus 109, and the under is minus 110. That is a ton of points for that total. And, and listen, Wright State can score points in bunches. Bryant is able to do the same thing. I mean, look at Wright State's last, let's go to the last seven games. 80, or I'm sorry, they, they lost by, uh, they, they gave up 80, 80 to 75 against the Titans, by the way. 84, 71, 75, 82, 71. And then earlier in the year, they scored 90. They scored in the 80s. And she scored 90 a couple times. They could score in bunches. Bryant, you know, the NEC champion. They were the regular season champion as well. It's a team that has uh, a league that has Wagner and LIU and Merrimack, Mount St. Mary's. Said success in the past. They could score in bunches. Now, their last few games, tournament games in the 70s. But before that, 86, 105, 75, 99, 99, 89, 88. So I look at this game, and yeah, it's, it's a tournament game, which changes, as we've talked about throughout the last several weeks, that there's maximized possessions and, you know, offense is going to be a little slower. But I like the over in this game. I think the over is a, is a, a you know, a big lean for me, over 152. And as far as the game itself goes, this is a total coin flip game. I'll make a selection. That's all this is. I'm going to go a little homerish here. I do think Wright State, I've seen them play about four or five times this year. They, they are a decent team. I haven't really watched Bryant that much. I saw them in their, obviously, conference title game, and they played well. Uh, but I, I do like Wright State. I'll lay the two with Wright State. That is just a selection in this game. And then how about this? This should be a lot of fun. Another, and I, I, I will not call them play-in games, because that's not the way I look at this kind of stuff. They are opening round games, first four games, but two Big Ten teams are, are in the first four. And one of them, of course, is Indiana. The other one is Rutgers, who has one of the most intriguing resumes in the country. Their net rankings are terrible in the 70s. And their strength of schedule, uh, well, I'm sorry, net ranking is, is not great. It's in the 40s, 50s, but their strength of schedule is in the 70s. But... They have six quad one wins. And, you know, Michigan and Michigan State fans are all too familiar with them. Of course, Michigan lost to them and then beat them when they first came, you know, when Juwan Howard, uh, you know, was out for the five games. So you look at this game between number 11 Rutgers and number 11 Notre Dame, two of the last teams in the tournament as well. Uh, Rutgers 18 and 13, Notre Dame 22 and 10. And at Bep Rivers right now, you've got Rutgers. Minus a half point, minus 107. The Irish plus a half, minus 113. Irish on the money line, minus 113. Rutgers minus 106 in the total. 131.5 over minus 113, under minus 108. And boy, this is as a toss-up of a game as a toss-up of a game 
can be. I mean, I love what Rutgers has done this year. They do have one of the most fascinating resumes that got them in. Obviously, the strength of how great the Big Ten has been all year long, and that's what we've been discussing on this show. Uh, that's why I thought the Big Ten would get nine teams in, which they did. And Ron Harper Jr. can be a game changer for this team. Uh, you know, the, the Rutgers defense can swarm you. I mean, Notre Dame is a very good shooting team as well. This is going to be a total back-and-forth game. And just based on what I've seen from Rutgers and what the Big Ten is, I'm going to give a lean on Rutgers minus the half point. I'll be betting that myself. It's not a strong lean or official, you know, big play of mine. But I do like Rutgers just based on what I've seen from them. And the Irish can be a very up-and-down team. Uh, You know, the game can get away from them at times late in the game. So I like Rutgers minus the half. And you're only laying 107 right now at Bet Rivers. Those are your first four games. Now let's get into it here. We've got regions to discuss, and we will start with the South region. Arizona's region is the one seed. Nova's region as the two seed. And let's start with the one, well, we can't, obviously, I was going to say, let's start with the Arizona matchup. We can't do that, of course, until the spread is out. Arizona's going to be a huge favor over Wright State or Bryant. They're going to win that game by 15 to 20. Arizona could score 80, 90, 100 points if they need to. That will be a walk. I will tell you this, and I'll give you, you know, advice throughout the bracket uh, as we go forward. I do not like laying big favorites in the first couple of rounds because they do not cover a lot. I'm not going to, you know, just take dogs, take a dog against those big spreads, but I look to identify a lot of times it's an Ivy League team or a team that maybe had a great run through their conference tournament that I, I was able to see them kind of really gain some momentum and a team that could score well or has good point guard play. And I try to pick my spots and take those like 23, 26, 28 point spreads because so many times, you know, those one seeds, they're up by 15, 20. Game's over in the middle stage of the second half, and they're just playing out the string. Not, you know, it's still you know competing out there, but bringing a lot of bench players in. And there's so many times, whether it's a backdoor cover or you know a team getting 27, it's just always within 17 to 20, and that's what they lose by. And then of course there's games where you know think about UMBCC that beat Virginia, the overall one seed that year. There's times where they're in these games, but it's very rarely that a 16 or a 15 is. I think Arizona will just be able to run away and hide from whether it's Wright State or Bryant. But that being said, I don't, I'm not a big fan, as I mentioned, of laying huge spreads with one and two and three seeds. I try to identify good underdogs in those roles in the first round. All right, let's start with the 8-9 game in the East region. Should be a great one. Seton Hall and TCU. And at Bet Rivers, it's a Friday game, by the way. Uh, with the Pirates, the Seton Now Pirates, uh, taking off against TCU. And uh, by the way, it's a 9.57 game, True TV, 20-12 and 12 TCU, Seton Hall, 21-10. Uh, and 10. and listen, you, you look at these 8-9 games, obviously, you know, a lot of times the 8-9 games are worthy of what they should be. You know, super close matchups. Other times, it could be an 8 seed that should be a 10. It should be a 9 seed that could be a 7. Uh, these TCU and Seton Hall definitely should be 8 or 9 seeds. It's it's a vintage 8-9 game. Seton Hall minus 1.5 right now uh, at Bet Rivers. TCU plus 1.5 minus 109. Uh, Moneyline, Seton Hall minus 124. TCU plus 104. Uh, and then you've got the total at 129.5 over minus 113 under minus 108. Uh, you know, this is a, a coin flip type of game. Both these teams can get after you defensively. I will tell you this. 
Uh, I like Seton Hall just a skosh more because I think that Jared Roden, uh, who leads the team in points, is going to be the difference. I think he's going to be just enough uh, when you look at what he's been able to do throughout Big East play. Uh, this is a team that obviously plays in a tough conference with Providence, Nova, UConn, and Creighton. And it's not, it's nothing to sneeze at uh, when you look at TCU, of course, who plays in another incredible conference uh, when it comes to the Big 12. But I just think that Seton Hall is going to be more ready for this game. You look at TCU's form in the recent weeks. Yeah, it was Kansas, a one seed. They lost to Kansas, though. They lost to West Virginia. They did beat Texas and lost to Kansas again in the tournament. Uh, also lost to Texas in the last couple of weeks. Lost to Baylor, Iowa State, Texas Tech. Uh, I just uh, feel it's Seton Hall, the more complete team in this situation. So it is a lean for me uh, with Seton Hall, minus one and a half right now at Bet Rivers. The 5-12 game, and you know, this is a, a, another fascinating thing for me. So if you've been you know, betting on the tournament or filling out brackets for any amount of time, you know that the 12-5 matchup is where you see a ton of upsets. And historically, there's been years where there's been three of the four 12s of one, and there's been years where two of the 12s of one. I know there was a stretch for, I think it was seven of eight years, that at least one 12 outright upset of five. This is the first time in forever that I can remember feeling like there were going to be more 11s over 6s then there would be 12s over 5s. Because not that 11s don't beat 6s, but historically, the 12 seed has been a, a, a more of an upset when it comes to you know those higher seeds against the lower seeds. This year, when you look at the 12-5 matchups, in the East, it's Houston and UAB. In the West, it's Connecticut and New Mexico State. In the Midwest, it's Iowa and Richmond. I know Richmond just won the A-10. Iowa could win by 20 in that game. And then in the East... It's St. Mary's and the winner of Wyoming, Indiana. That could be a tricky one. That might be the one that I lean on on going with the upset in. But the 11-6 games, Rutgers or Notre Dame against Alabama, Michigan against Colorado State, Iowa State against LSU, and Vatek, maybe one of the hottest teams in the country, against Texas, who's been so up and down. I mean, I love what Chris Baird is doing there after leaving the Red Raiders to go to the, I don't want to say the big rival, but you know it's not like Calipari going from, uh, uh, or Petito going from, uh, Kentucky to, to Louisville, but this is still a, a weird scenario with Baylor leaving Texas Tech going to Texas, but they've been up and down, so I think you're going to see more 11-6 upsets than 12-5s this year, and I was talking to a good friend of mine, he thinks there's going to be more 13 over 4s than 12 over 5s. The 13-4 games, by the way, Arkansas-Vermont. Vermont is a live dog in that game. Uh, in the South region, it's Longwood, Tennessee. Tennessee's going to win that game. It's Colgate, the Toothpaste Kids against Wisconsin in the Midwest in the 14-3 game. And then Yale, all due respect for winning the Ivies, they're playing Purdue in the East. Yes, it might be close in the end. I think Purdue's going to win that game. So uh, just a, a very weird scenario. But this is an interesting matchup between Houston and UAB in the 12-5 game. And this game, by the way, Remember, we, we play in a pod system now. So even though it's the same region, you might have games on different days uh, at different sites. The UAB-Houston game will be 9-20 on Friday from Pittsburgh. UAB comes in 27-7. Uh, Houston, 29-5. And, and that Cougars team, they could get after it. And, you know, they beat Memphis to win the, uh, the American Championship. They were the best team in the regular season at 15-3. And, and right now, 
at Bet Rivers. The line reflects that out of the East region. Houston, an eight and a half point favorite. Uh, it seems like a lot of money's pouring in on them. Uh, minus 110, UAB plus eight and a half, minus 109. Money line Houston, one of the bigger money lines in the first round, aside from the ones, you know, twos against uh, uh, 16s and 15s. You got Houston minus 420, uh, plus 330 on UAB, and the total 136. Over minus 110, under minus 109. And as I mentioned, not a big fan, especially with ones and twos, and sometimes threes, of laying a ton of points in these first couple round matchups. I'm always looking for underdog value. In this scenario, it's just a selection for me. It's not a lean or an official pick, but I would lay the eight and a half with Houston because UAB, you know, they had a good year. I mean, you give UAB respect for what they've been able to do throughout their conference season. I mean, they did, you know, have some moments where they looked like they were going to run away with things in Conference USA and went on a big win streak to end the year. They won seven in a row and they beat Louisiana Tech, obviously, to win the title. But the, the quality of competition is just not even close when it comes to the Conference USA, you know, quality of opponents. Teams like Middle Tennessee, Western Kentucky, Florida Atlantic, North Texas, who, you know, was trying to beat a large team because they didn't were able to win uh, the conference title. They were the regular season champion of the West. And then, of course, UAB that was 14-4 and four in conference. I think Houston, in the end, will win this game by double digits. All right, let's move on to the 4-13 matchup in the first Big Ten team uh, we're going to talk about in this one when it comes to Illinois and Chattanooga. Illinois and Chattanooga in the East region. And as I mentioned, you have games on different days, even though... Uh, you know, these teams are all playing in the same region based on the pod system. This will be another Friday game coming from Pittsburgh, P- PPG Paints Arena, where the Penguins play. Uh, the 13th seed, Chattanooga Moccasins, 27-7. and seven. And they, of course, come out of the Southern. They were the regular season champion. And, of course, the conference champion of 14-4. and four. And you look at what the Fighting Illini were able to do. The one seed in the Big Ten, but... Of course, they lost to Indiana, 22-9 in the best conference in the country. Illinois, right now, at Bet Rivers, when you look at what the spread is, kind of reflects what the experts, you know, the odds makers think of the Big Ten. Because Chattanooga, solid team, you know, solid for a 13 seed, but you're seeing a 7.5 point spread for Illinois, minus uh, 7.5 minus 110. Same thing, plus one, uh, seven half minus one ten for Chattanooga Moneyline, Illinois minus three forty five, Chattanooga plus two seventy five in the total, one thirty five and a half over minus one oh uh, one ten and under minus one oh nine, and Illinois, it starts and ends with Kofi Coburn, he is incredible, and if you're a Big Ten fan, obviously here in Michigan. Watching Michigan, Michigan State, you know what the guy can do. 21.1 points a game, almost 60% from the field. Uh, you know, this Illinois team, when they get things going, they are very, very, very tough to beat. Just beat Michigan, beat Iowa. Of course, they did lose to Indiana, but this is a team that has looked good at times all, or consistently good at times, all throughout the season. They did have that couple bad game stretch where they lost to Purdue and then lost to Maryland, but then after that rolled off wins against the Spartans, Northwestern, destroying Wisconsin, beating Indiana by 17. 
Illinois is going to roll in this game, and it's another selection for me. Remember, I told you I'm not just going to take games to take games. I'm not like in love with the game. I think Illinois will cover the spread, so it's not a lean or an official strong play for me. But I do like Illinois minus seven and a half in this one, minus one ten. At Bever at Rivers, we continue to move through the South region, and now we're up to Michigan and Colorado State. You look at the Wolverines, and I said this, you know, before uh, the spreads came out. I really thought that Michigan would probably be a favorite, and possibly up to a two or three point favorite, even as an eleven seed. It's the biggest spread discrepancy when it comes to seeding in the tournament, at least so far. Michigan opened around uh, a two-point favorite. Uh, I, I saw some two-and-a-halves and threes out there. It's back to two right now. Bet Rivers minus uh, 109. Colorado State plus two minus 110. Michigan money line minus 130. Uh, Colorado State plus 110 in the total. 139.5 over minus 113 under minus 107. This is the bottom line when it comes to this, this Wolverine team. Colorado State will not be easy. They're a good team. They're very well coached. They had 25 wins this year in a, in a pretty good Mountain West that had Boise and San Diego State and Wyoming. Got a great player in David Roddy. Isaiah Stevens can you know throw the ball over the court uh, and create uh, offense for this uh, Rams team. But Michigan, unless they get another 20 you know point lead or so and give it away in the final nine ten minutes and miss 15 straight shots and all the kind of nuts stuff that happened against Indiana, Michigan should win this game. Dickinson, Diabate. Jones, Eli Brooks, I mean, Houston. I think Michigan comes out and can maybe light this one open early and not look back. It could end up being a very close game, but this is an official play for me. It is the Wolverines right now, minus two at Bet Rivers. They will take down Colorado State and advance to the second round of the NCAA tournament. Tennessee and Longwood, the 314 game in the East region. And when you look at uh, Tennessee, a lot of people very, very upset that Tennessee did not get a two seed. This team obviously wins the SC tournament, had some great action towards the end of the year. An inside-out team that can just smother you. This will be, by the way, a Thursday game at 245 out of Indy, where Michigan's playing the game directly following Michigan. Uh, you know, Longwood, I actually gave out Longwood uh, several times on the show throughout the year. Pretty interesting team for the Big South. They were 15-1 and in conference. They were 26-6 and uh, throughout the, you know, the season. You know, I have a great player in Justin Hill. And, I listen, Longwood is nothing to sneeze at as far as one of these mid-major type teams. But when you look at what Tennessee has been able to do and the fact that they were kind of jobbed on their seating, they are going to come out without abandon. This was a 14-4 and team in the incredibly tough SEC. Many thought or think the SEC might be better than the Big Ten. I think those are your two best conferences. Uh, definitely, arguably, you know, when it comes to both of those conferences, you can make points on either side. You got Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas. Uh, when it comes to the SEC, some believe the Big Twelve might be the best as well. But I'll tell you, man, you look at Tennessee. You know, on a seven-game winning streak, beating Auburn during that, beating Arkansas, beating Kentucky by seven, the super hot A and M team that needed to win. You know, obviously it looks like the, the obviously it doesn't look like it. They had to win the SEC title. Uh, you know, to get the championship game to get in, as they did it. They lost 65-50 to 50 to Tennessee. Whether it's Chandler, whether it's Fulkerson, this team can get you everywhere. And right now at Bet Rivers, 
Tennessee, a 16.5 point favorite, minus 110. Longwood, plus 16.5, minus 110. Uh, Moneyline, Tennessee, if you're curious, minus 2,000, uh, plus 1050 for Longwood total, 132.5, over minus 109, under minus 110. Definitely just a straight selection. I mentioned I'm not going to lay a lot of points in certain scenarios. I do believe Tennessee is going to blow the waters uh, off of Longwood. So the, the, the selection is Tennessee, minus 16.5. I would look at the total because Longwood could score. And I, I would have a small lean on the over 132.5 minus 109. But boy, uh, Tennessee's going to come out angry after being uh, underseeded uh, for sure in this one. All right, let's continue to go through this Eastern bracket. Now we're up to the Buckeyes and Loyola Chicago. What a game this should be. This is like two teams that basically could have been seeded the same. I mean, Loyola Chicago is good enough to be a 7. At times, Ohio State played bad enough to be a 10, uh, but then obviously good enough to be even higher than a 7. And this the spread reflects this. You've got Loyola as the 10 seed. Remember, this is the team under Porter Mosley that went on the run you know, a few years back. Uh, minus 1. They are favored over the Buckeyes out of the Big Ten. Speaking of a sexy upset pick, I, I mentioned you know South Dakota State might be one of those teams. Loyola Chicago, they're going to be another one. Ramblers are legit, and uh, they're favored right now over the Buckeyes, minus one, minus 109. Ohio State, plus one, minus 112. Loyola Chicago, minus 114 uh, on the money line. The Buckeyes, plus, uh, minus 105 in the total, 131.5 over minus 113, under minus 108. This is such a tough game to select because both these teams, you can make such great cases for both of these teams, they're both so well coached. They, you know, have, have stars, you know, guys that can score the ball up and down their lineups. And, you know, it's it's tough. It's very tough. So for me, I'm just going to make a selection of this game. It's a Friday game, by the way, 12.15 p.m. Uh, on CBS from uh, Pittsburgh. And, you know, Buckeyes came in 19 wins in the Big Ten. Uh, you know, Loyola Chicago 25-7 and seven in their conference. Uh, and obviously the very tough for at least the mid-majors, MVC, and they, you know, had a loss to Northern Iowa towards the end of the year, but really played some excellent basketball. You know, they got this kid named Lucas Williamson, their, their guard, they could take over games, Brandon, Brandon Norris, uh, Chris Knight. Uh, I Listen, the Big Ten is, is king this year, and I think that the Big Ten in the end uh, is going to be a conference that gets a lot of teams the second, you know, Sweet 16, Elite Eight rounds, uh, the Buckeyes definitely did not end their regular season and conference tournament season the way they wanted to with losses to Michigan, obviously, and then Penn State. But this is still a team with Lydell and Wheeler and plays incredible defense. I think in the end, it'll be a very nip-and-tuck game back and forth. That's why you see Loyola Chicago you know, favored by the one point. I think the Buckeyes win this game and I go against the sexy upset pick, uh, even though they're the favorite, but as far as seeding goes, of Loyola Chicago in this one. And then the final game in the Eastern region is number two Villanova against number 15 high. I'm in Delaware. And this will be a 245 game on Friday uh, from Pittsburgh as well. As I mentioned, the pod system. Uh, Nova 16 point favor right now. Uh, Delaware, not much uh, you know, of a factor against a team like uh, Villanova. 
They come out of the CAA. They only had 10 wins in the CAA, went on a nice run in their conference tournament. Uh, I mean, they were they finished behind Towson and UNC Wilmington and Hofstra. Do have a nice player, Jameer Nelson Jr., and it might sound familiar to you, and a, a great uh, guard in Kevin Anderson and a guy that can shoot in J.R. Davis, but they are not going to hold a candle to Villanova, who is definitely a legit kind of team to get to a Final Four. So right now, as I mentioned, 16-point favorites are Villanova. Moneyline minus 2,000 at Bet Rivers, plus 1050. On the comeback at the total, 133. This is a selection for you, as I mentioned. This is not one of the teams I would lean on to take the 16. Uh, you know, as an underdog, I'm going to take Nova, uh, minus 16 against Delaware. That's just happy to be, I'm not saying they're just happy to be there. They're not going to try to win this game, but they should just be happy to be there because Villanova could make mincemeat out of them early in this one. And that is the East Region's First round games coming up next. We will break down every first round game in the Midwest region right here on the Manic Monday edition, the March Madness Manic Monday edition of the Detroit CityCast brought to you by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. Let's head over to the Midwest region. Of course, no play on the Kansas uh, winner of Texas Southern, Texas a MCC. That game, of course, played on Tuesday night. Uh, we'll start with the 8-9 game, and what a game this should be. Uh, San Diego State and Creighton, uh, another one of those phenomenal coin flip games, if you will. The 8-9 game right now, San Diego State a two-point favorite. at bet Rivers minus 110, Creighton plus two. Minus 109, Moneyline, San Diego State minus 134, Plus 112 for Creighton, the total. We knew this would be probably maybe the lowest total in the entire tournament. Uh, 119 and a half over minus 112, under minus 108. That's a crazy low number uh, for a uh, NCAA tournament game. But both these teams do not score a lot of points. When you look at San Diego State, of course, had a great year in the Mountain West. Uh, they did lose to Boise State in the tournament. Uh, but, you know, a team that can score in the 70s, but sometimes in the 50s, sometimes in the 60s. And then you look at Creighton. And the Blue Jays, a very, they're a fascinating team because this Creighton team, when you look at what they've been able to do throughout this season, at times they seem like they were really heating up in the Big East. Remember Providence, Nova, UConn, Seton Hall, Marquette, Xavier, very tough conference. It's, it's, it's just a, you know, a battle-tested type team, and you're going to lose some games, much like how the Big Ten is uh, when it comes to how those teams beat each other up. But they went on this big win streak uh, a few weeks back, about a month or so back, they won six in a row. Butler, Georgetown, Georgetown, back-to-back. DePaul, Marquette, St. John's. But then they lost to Providence by a bunch. Then they beat UConn. Then they lost to Seton Hall. Then they beat Marquette. They, then they destroyed Providence 85-58. to And, of course, lost to Villanova in the conference tournament. Uh, this is a team that does not score a ton of points, but at times they can. And, you know, Ryan Hawkins averaging almost 14 a game. They've got this guy named Ryan Nembard, a guard who can dish the ball over the court and good free throw shooting team and a good defensive team. I mean, I got to tell you, the total looks like it's a sucker total. Like, obviously, it's so low because it's going to go under. I actually have a, 
a lean on the over in this game because even though these teams are lower scoring, I think this game is going to be played a little different tempo uh, and both teams obviously can play some real. San Diego State's one of the better offensive teams in the country. But this is going to, uh, another total coin flip game as most 8-9 games are. I do have a, a lead in this game. So it's not just a selection for you. It's not a strong play, but I do have a lead. As I mentioned, that's the kind of categories we're going to go with as I pick these games throughout the tournament. If it's a game that I'm not going to necessarily play myself or I'm staying away from, I will still make a selection. But then I might have a lead, which means I might bet it myself, but I still have a lean on one side or a total. And then obviously if it's a strong selection, an official play, that means I love the game and definitely will be betting it myself. But I there is just something about that San Diego State team. I've watched them play several times this year. I like Creighton. I respect Creighton. They play in a great conference. But to me, San Diego State, the more complete team, better defense. And I think in the end, they will have enough to take down the Creighton Blue Jays. Look for a big game for Matt Bradley. Averages almost 18 points a game. Uh, Kashad Johnson can shoot the ball uh, at a super high level. I like San Diego State out of the Mountain West. They were tested with teams like Wyoming and Colorado State, UNLV, Boise State all year long. Uh, and won 13 games in conference. So give me San Diego State as a lean in this one out of the Midwest region. That is the 8-9 game. How about Iowa and Richmond? The Iowa Hawkeyes, a sexy pick to maybe get to the Final Four, maybe to win it all. This will be a Thursday game, 3-10 out of Buffalo, New York. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry that Creighton... Uh, the Creighton uh, San Diego State game out of Fort Worth, Texas at 7.27 p.m. on True TV. So you'll have Richmond, Iowa, 3.10 p.m., True TV, Buffalo, New York on Thursday. And you've got 12-seeded Richmond that was a bid thief in many ways and kept, whether it was Dayton or obviously they were the last team out uh, and Texas A&M out, out of the tournament by beating Davidson in the A-10 title game in just a great run through the tournament. And th- this was a team in Richmond that... In the final weeks of the season, and in the tournament itself, they were down big to Rhode Island. They were not big to Dayton. You know, they had a, a two-point loss to Dayton in the regular season. Towards the end there, they lost to St. Bonnie, but they, boy, they put it together in the uh, A-10 tournament. And during the season, you know, they finished in the middle of the pack. They were a 10-8 team, finished behind Davidson, VCU, Dayton, St. Bonaventure, and St. Louis, but got to get together at the right time. Tyler Burton has been amazing. Gilliard's been amazing. Uh, and they're a really fun team to watch. But Iowa, one of the best scoring teams in the country. 26-9 in the Big Ten. Yes, this is an Iowa team that ended up finding a way to run through the Big Ten tournament, you know, beat Rutgers, beat Indiana, the hot Indiana Hoosiers, beat Purdue to win the title. They get the five seed. And, you know, there are 12 and 18 during the regular season. And Keegan Murray averaging almost 24 points a game, one of the best scorers in the country. You got Tucson who can, you know, run that offense at a, a super high level. Uh, I love the Iowa Hawkeyes. They're going to be a team that definitely has a great chance. I haven't made my official bracket selections yet as it just came out, but I, I think they have a great chance to go to the Final Four. It might be in one of my few brackets that I do in some of the fun contests I do, my pick to win it all because I don't think a lot of people are going to take the Iowa Hawkeyes to win it all. They've got a chance. They haven't been in the Final Four in a long time. This Iowa team is going to go on a run. And right now, at Bet Rivers, when you look at Iowa and Richmond in the 5-12 game, this is not one of those games... Uh, with a 12 seed and a 5 seed. I think the 5 seed uh, or the 12 seed has a real chance. Iowa, a 9.5 point favorite at Bet Rivers right now, minus 110 both ways. Uh, Iowa money line minus 480. Richmond plus 370. 
and the total, 151. Over minus 112, under minus 109. You don't really see a lot of NCAA tournament games in the 150s. I mean, some are like right near that, but you don't see that a lot in the NCAA tournament when you look at what Iowa was able to do. I mean, just look at Iowa's last, let's just talk about their last six games. 75, 80, 84, 112 against a crap box Northwestern team. Didn't only score 72 in the loss to Illinois. 82 against Michigan, 82 against Northwestern, 88, 86. They can score in bunches. This is a selection for me because I'm just not going to take Iowa minus the 9.5 just to, you know, and not love it. I think Iowa's going to win this game by a lot, uh, but it is a selection for me. I will take Iowa minus 9.5 against Richmond. Uh, this is not going to be one of those 12-5 upsets. But the spread is right where it should be, so I don't think there's a ton of value there. But I will take Iowa uh, as a uh, just a, a play here, uh, and that is going to be minus 9.5 right now at Bet Rivers. All right, let's continue on here in the Midwest region, the 4-13 game. Providence, South Dakota State, Thursday, 12-40. True TV from the Key Bank Center in Buffalo. Now... The South Dakota State team, every year you got a lot of sexy upset picks. You know, nationally, whether it's people watching the CBS show or ESPN Bracketology or whatever it is, reading different articles, there's two or three consensus sleeper Cinderella teams. A lot of times those teams are right. A lot of times I agree with them. A lot of times I have my own sleeper teams that maybe not a lot of people have. South Dakota State is not one of my sleeper teams this year. They are an incredible team to be a 13 seed, a 30 and 4 do not play in a, in a great conference, but the Summit League's got some talent. North Dakota State, Oral Roberts. I mean, Oral Roberts beat Ohio State a couple years ago. They're a very, very good team. And they've won a... Uh, the last time that South Dakota State lost was back to Missouri State in non-conference play. And that was on December 15th. That is the last time South Dakota State lost. But this is the problem. They are playing the Providence Friars, who are 25-6, and six, and play in an incredibly tough Big East with Nova and UConn, Creighton, Seton Hall, Marquette, Xavier. I mentioned those teams. They were 14-3 and in conference. And, of course, Providence, they did lose to Creighton in the tournament, in the conference tournament. But you look at what they were able to do in that triple overtime win over Xavier, where they really grew up late in the season. You know, they had just beaten Butler. They beat Creighton after that. Uh, lost a close one to Villanova, who's one of the best teams in the country. And they beat Butler in the tournament. I love the Friars, and right now at Bet Rivers, Providence, a two-point favorite. A two-point favorite. Actually, I'm just seeing it move as we speak up to 2.5 minus 108. South Dakota State plus 2.5 minus 112. Providence minus 139 in the money line. South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, plus 117 in the total. 150 minus 108 on the over. Minus 113 on the under. This is an official selection. All due respect to South Dakota State. They're going to be, you know, fight their asses off in this game. Providence will take them down. I'm laying, I, I got it at two myself, but I'm laying the two, and I even like it at two and a half. Uh, as long as you're not taking the three, I would buy it down because this could be a three to five point game. Uh, but I, I look at it like this. I think Providence is the better team that we're battle-tested, played a much better conference. I think Providence will uh, knock out a lot of people's very, very sexy upset pick coming up on Thursday. Uh, let's move on in the Midwest region to the 6-11 game, LSU and Iowa State. This is an intriguing 6-11 matchup. As I mentioned, when you look at this year's 12-5 matchups, seed-wise, I maybe see one upset. I could see three 
if not all four, 11s over the sixes. That's not going to happen. But when you look at this game with an Iowa State team that definitely left some things to be desired at times this year, LSU, really talented team, played a great conference in the SEC. You know, only 99 in conference, though. And, you know, lost Arkansas in the conference tournament. Have a great player in Terry Eason. Uh, I think they're extremely well coached. Uh, when you look at what uh, they've been able to do there with Will Wade in, you know, recent years. But I, listen, LSU did not light the world on fire over the last few weeks of the regular season. And you look at the line right now at Bet Rivers in a 6-11 game, and it's an interesting spread to me. Because I, I think that this spread lets you know that, because LSU's minus 4, minus 112, Iowa State plus 4, minus 109. LSU minus 186 on the money line, uh, one plus 155 on the comeback for Iowa State, and then the total 125 over minus 112, under minus 108. Four to me is where you see this matchup where it should be. You've got an 11 seed, like Michigan, obviously, is almost a three-point favorite against a six seed. You've got the six seed in this situation as what they probably should be around a four-point favorite. But to me, though, it smells wrong. I think Iowa State is the play here. I have a lean on Iowa State. I think they're going to keep this game close. Might lose it by a point or two or three. But the lean to me is on the Iowa State Cyclones. LSU's been too inconsistent. even playing in the better conference. Well, some might say the Big 12's a better conference too with teams like Kansas and Baylor. But I just think that Iowa State's going to keep this one close. And I will lean with Iowa State plus the four in that one. And that Iowa State-LSU game will be played in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the First serve forum, a 7:20 game on TBS on Friday, and then uh, you look at the Toothpaste Kids against Wisconsin, the 14-3 game, 9:50 TBS, basically a virtual home game for Wisconsin playing in Milwaukee, which is very close to Madison. Uh, you know, Colgate, they've had some you know decent games in the tournament in recent years. They play in the Patriot League, one with Navy and BU and, and Lehigh and Army. Uh, Nellie Cummings, a solid player for them. Tucker Richardson has had a great year. And, and Colgate definitely had a nice run uh, towards the end of the regular season. The last time they lost was against BU. And that BU game was back on January 28th. Uh, and they you know rolled off uh, 16 straight wins. So this is a, a Colgate team that has been very, very good. But when you come and you play a team like Wisconsin in a virtual home game, it is going to be very, very tough to get the job done there. So that game, uh, when you look at the spread at Bet Rivers, Wisconsin minus eight, minus one ten. Moneyline Wisconsin minus three seventy five, plus two ninety five on Colgate. The total one thirty nine over minus uh, one ten under minus one oh nine. This is my problem with Wisconsin. They're definitely one of the better teams in the country. And when you've got guys like Johnny Davis and Hepburn and Wall, and you can shoot the ball everywhere. You're going to win, you know, five in a row against Indiana, Michigan, Minnesota, Rutgers, Purdue. But then they lose to Nebraska. They lose to Michigan State in the Big Ten tournament. Wisconsin plays down to their competition sometimes. And that's what worries me in the NCAA tournament. So when you look at Colgate and the experience they've had in recent years, this is just a selection. It's not a, a lean or a strong play. But this is one of those situations where I'm going to take Colgate and take them plus the eight. Wisconsin is going to win this game. They're the better team, but I think Colgate's going to hang around. Colgate can shoot the three. I will take Colgate plus the eight points in this one. And we got a fascinating game 
the 7-10 game out of the Midwest. USC, the Trojans out of the Pac-12. Miami of Florida, the 10th seed in this one. And that game will be played on Friday as well in the Midwest region. It'll be a 3-10 start from Greenville, South Carolina, the site of the Michigan State Spartans. Miami, 23-10. Had some nice moments at times uh, during the ACC tournament this season, and obviously during the regular season. They finished behind just Duke, North Carolina, Notre Dame. They were 14-6 uh, in conference play. Lost Duke in the tournament, but you know had nice wins against Syracuse and Boston College earlier this year. Uh, you know, when you look at, at what they were able to do, against some of the better teams in the conference, beat North Carolina, beat Duke. Miami is a team that's very interesting, and they've got McGusty who can score almost 20 points a game, uh, Charlie Moore, Jordan Miller. This is a Miami team that can get out there and, and run and gun. The problem is that when you look at what they're facing off against in USC and just how athletic the Trojans are, you know, yes, they didn't have a great end of their regular season and conference season, tournament season. They lost to Zona, lost to UCLA twice. But before that, the Trojans were on a run. They went six in a row, you know, beat Pacific in a makeup game, beat UCLA, Washington, Washington State, one on the road at Oregon State and Oregon in a huge game with like a, a walk-off three basically with time expiring. There was like 0.5 seconds left. And they had that three against Oregon in a huge game on a Saturday night. This is a really talented USC team, of course, with the Mobley brother, the one that's still there, Isaiah, and Drew Peterson, and Chavez Goodwin. They can shoot the three. They can play really, really solid defense. And USC, to me, is just a better team. And you look at the spread uh, right now at Bet Rivers, minus one, minus 109 for USC. Miami plus one, minus 112. USC minus 114. Uh, the Hurricanes minus 105 in the total, 139.5, minus 113 on the over, minus 107 on the under. Listen, it's it's a tough game. It's a 10-7 game. Miami has definitely had moments where they looked really good in the NCAA tournament, others where they looked really bad. And I love Larry Nagin. I love what they've been able to do there in Miami. But to me, USC is the better team, and I have an official selection, a strong play on the Trojans, minus the one. That line is probably going to go up, so get it while you can. I do like USC. Minus one, minus 109 to advance in the first round. And then we've got Auburn and Jacksonville State. And, you know, you look at the Auburn Tigers, a team that definitely is capable of going to the Final Four and winning the whole shebang. And Bruce Pearl has been in battle at times. Obviously, you know, leaves things to be open for, for criticism. But boy, when there's not any issues... His teams are unbelievable. And this Auburn team out of the SEC, 15-3 in conference, 27-5. Yes, they lost to AM. Is AM one of that crazy run in the SEC tournament? Boy, you know, Auburn has blasted teams this year, including, you know, their big rival, Alabama, 181. You know, they dropped 94 on Vanderbilt. They dropped 81 on Mississippi State, 82 on South Carolina, 80 on Kentucky. Uh, you know, this is a a team that is completely balanced, built to go and, and win a championship. They've got one of the best players in the country in Jabari Smith, likely the overall number one pick in the NBA draft upcoming. And also Wendell Green Jr. is great. Uh, Kessler, the forward, is a great shooter. And I think Auburn is definitely a very worthy uh, you know, team that you could look at to be a Final Four team. As I mentioned, I made my official 
selections for my bracket yet. When you look at that Midwest region, of course, Kansas will be very tough. I love Iowa, but Auburn definitely is, is a team that could go to the Final Four and win the whole thing. When you look at what their spread is right now for that game, and that game, by the way, will come up uh, on Friday, a Friday game for Auburn against Jacksonville State, 12.40 p.m. on True TV from Greenville, South Carolina. Auburn, a 16 and a half point favorite now uh, at Bat Rivers uh, for the early game on Friday. Uh, the total minus, or excuse me, the money line minus 2,000 plus 10.50 on the comeback for Jacksonville State. The total is 138 over minus 109 and under minus 138. And I know that... Uh, there won't be much work getting getting done in the state of Alabama to Bama teams, Jacksonville State and Auburn, uh, getting it going. Uh, I, I do not have a lean or a great a great you know strong play on this game. Uh, it's not one of those spots where I would lean on taking the underdog in this one. I think Auburn is going to blast the doors off Jacksonville State, uh, and I think Auburn is the you know the kind of team that if they can get this this thing going good early, even against an inferior team in Jacksonville State, in the next round they play. You know, probably Wisconsin or LSU or Iowa State, one of those three teams. Then you look at the top side, Iowa or Kansas. They get on a roll. They're going to be very tough to slow down. I think they, they get a big start with a big win over Jacksonville State. I will lay the 16 and a half uh, with Auburn against Jacksonville State. And like I said, it's going to be very interesting to see what is going on in the state of Alabama during the, the, the time this game is uh, coming up on Friday, uh, you know, the 12:40 game, uh, because those Gamecocks from Jacksonville State in that state, you know, same state, it's going to be not a lot of work getting done there. That's for sure. But I do think Auburn will take care of the, uh, the Gamecocks and get the job done and move on to the second round. All right, that is the East region and the Midwest region, or sorry, the South region and the Midwest region are done. We'll do the East region and the West region tomorrow. Focus more on the Michigan State Spartans. But what a time of year this is, and I'm so happy to be able to do this show with you and for you and give you plays and give you great uh, you know tidbits on what's going on in the tournament and value plays on futures bets and live betting throughout the tournament as well. We're going to have a lot of fun as we go forward, but thanks so much for listening on this fine Manic Monday, the March Madness Manic Monday edition of the Detroit CityCast. Much more to come throughout the rest of this week and throughout the entire tournament. But until then, keep reaching for the stars, believe in the dream. I'm Dan Leach, the Squatch. Out!